The Bite Goes On is up next, but first, check out this other great show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Destination Eat Drink. I'm Brent Peterson. This week on the podcast, we talk to television and travel legend Joseph Rosendo about his TV show Travel Scope, sharing food with monks, the floating markets of Bangkok, and the worst traffic jam ever. I was in a traffic jam with a, in a cab. We sat there and sat there and sat there waiting. Finally, the traffic started to move, and our driver jumped out, ran ahead of us, and, and knocked on the window of the cab in front of us because the cab driver had fallen asleep. That's how long we had been sitting there. Download Destination Eat Drink today on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to The Bike Goes On. This is Brian Casey with Sondra Bernstein. We are hanging out here in Sonoma County on a beautiful summer day. Yeah, sheltering in place. I'm inside still. Same, same, same place, same time. Groundhog Day. <laughs> How are you doing? A uh, little bit tired. You know, the, I think it was good that I worked at the Girl in the Fig um, for a while because it definitely trained me for what it is that I'm currently doing. <laughs> um, that would be like called management? Um, some management, but mostly um, multitasking on, on, a, on a different level. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just... You know, it's just, it's a different thing when, you know, you're sort of responsible for people that are spread out all over the hotel and whatever needs to get done, you just get it done. Like one of the last things I did last night was deliver a s'mores kit to a room that wanted to make s'mores in their fireplace. So you're doing, you know, I'm doing that. I'm a pool boy, you know, I'm, I'm cleaning up the pool and all the towels and, and um, sanitizing all of that and stocking the cabanas with water and delivering food to everyone. Well, it's not going to get boring. I mean, yeah. you know, what, what color, what kind of mask are you wearing? Is it a paper one? The, the one that the Fairmont had made for us for front of the house people is very, it's a very nice mask, but it's a little bit thick. Oh, and so um, you, sweaty. you can wear a disposable one, but then you've got to swap those out. What I prefer to do is wear my, my blue one that I've been wearing um, just in my personal life. And it doesn't have a, you know, it's not, um, I don't think they'd let us wear something that had the teeth or, you know, <laughs> or you know, a skull. Yeah, anything weird. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just trying to wear that because it's allowing me to breathe. I mean, I've got it on for anywhere between five and eight hours. Um, and, but so I shouldn't, I, sh- I should mention that it, you know, we had a little bit different thing going on this weekend because our food truck that I think we got two years ago, it's this beautiful Airstream trailer and it just took a while, you know what food truck legal things are like. So I think it just took a while um, to get all of the, all of the uh, permits and, whatever else it is that you have to get done to get those things up and going. So this was the first weekend that we actually had the food truck. It's called Californo. So C-A-L-I-F-O-R-N-O. It's very, that's a very cute name. It's cute. And we park it right out in front of the hotel and 
Oh, in the circle? It's it's a little bit off to the side. So right before you get to the valet, oh, and we've got um, we've got all these tables out there. So the little wine barrel tables and the like the Adirondack chairs, Ooh. and then we've got some longer um, picnic bench tables. Uh, it's because my That's first question so to uh, you know I asked Edward the first question. <laughs> I said, you know, do you think locals will want to come eat? out of a food truck at the hotel. And he's, then he said, he sort of explained, well, Brian, look outside, look at that beautiful setting. Look at all the tables that are socially distanced. You've got this great menu. We have a bar out there where they can get beer, wine and cocktails. And so as I sort of took in the entire situation, I said, Oh yeah, this is actually kind of cool. Like if I, if I lived in the area and, and especially in our area, because it's, it's mainly Mexican food. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I don't know what it is, 90% besides the uh, oh, I heard you guys getting a Domino's in the church house, <laughs> so then you'll have pizza. I heard Panda Express was coming to Sonoma somewhere It too. is, but that's going next to um, the Rite Aid in Maxwell Center. Yeah, apparently it's they're hiring now. It's soon. It's going to be soon. So wasn't didn't Sonoma have a thing? I know Roner Park has something like this and like you know, no chains. Something. Oh, oh no, it's not Roner Park. It's um, Katati or Pengrove. Yeah, where they don't allow chains. And I just assume that's why Sonoma didn't have a lot of fast food restaurants. Sort of Boys Hot Springs. I know there's McDonald's. Oh, I guess you do downtown. Yeah, you've got like the Jack, Jack in the Box, Pops, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how they decide which ones can come and which ones can't. I mean, Chico's is a chain. Right. Heats is a chain. William right. Sonoma is a chain. Well, yeah, Mary's Pizza, I guess, I mean, started in Sonoma. That's, but that's... like a local chain. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so today, have you gone anywhere out to eat this whole time? So we... Once in a while, we'll pick up food from either Chipotle, mm -hmm. In-N-Out, or Amy's drive-thru. My wife and my wife likes Amy's, and my daughter loves In-N-Out. Luckily, they're right next to each other, so we can. But but you're waiting in line. I mean, you're either waiting in a right. long drive-thru line, right? Um, so it's kind of a pain in the butt. But but yeah, but that's the only thing I have not picked up food. Oh, you know what? One time we got food from street social maria uh, went to petaluma and got the fried chicken from street social so, uh -huh. so and then she has gone to a right by oliver's in roner park there's a thai restaurant right next door and she likes the drunken noodles from there so once in a while she'll go pick that up oh, but, nice. Uh, nice but not not from like a restaurant you know like right. girl in the fig or glen ellen star or, or something like that or even delicious dish and that menu looks great yeah, um, she's this, doing a nice job. Oh, and this week I looked at the menu. I think it's Wednesday that I really want to get over there. But for me, that's a schlep. It's it's right. half an hour over and a half an hour back to bring dinner home. So yeah. it's like it's, I'm it's like I'm a hunter. I gotta go out. And <laughs> hunt, I gotta go out and hunt my food. Well, it's interesting because I um I was listening to this webinar, and it was about the ethic of eating out. And it's something that I struggle with, honestly, every day because, you know, I'm staying home. So, you know, 
in March, I think I had a couple orders to go. And, um, you know, a couple orders that, you know, that I got through DoorDash. And then I was like, shit, I'm not going to support DoorDash when our restaurants have to give so much away from that money. So then I stopped. And then I was just um, getting food in. So I really haven't gone out. And then obviously we've been really slow at getting things going and now we're really going. But I wonder, you know, I do feel I'm in this controversy that I feel like we need to survive and there are people that have bills and they need to pay their bills. Unemployment is stopping at the end of this month. And then at the same time, I'm like, okay, are we contributing to the potentiality of keeping the virus here longer? And it's, it's honestly, it's such a struggle for me. Yeah, we haven't gone and actually sat outside at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, and, when, and do you th- when do you think you will? I don't know. It's, you know, it's, it's not just up to me. Right now, I'm in contact with, I think, 50 to 60 people, you know, when I go to work. So it would be the, it would be a similar situation for me, but you know when you've got a an eleven year old and then a and a wife and grandparents and parents that are you know seventies and nineties, then you just have to you know an everyday changes. Sometimes you think oh, I'm feeling a little bit comfortable, and then you watch the news and you think okay, there's no way we're leaving the house. So I, <laughs> it's just like every other conversation we've had for the last four months. You know you go round and round for an hour and talk about what you think's going on. And then you, you all come back to the same place that you're really not sure what the right answer is. But, but I, I understand what you're saying that, you know, these restaurants need support and that's the only way a lot of them are going to survive. I think this is going to be a real challenging time. These next two weeks we'll we'll really see how restaurants are going to try and get their employees back because if this additional $600 isn't available to people, I know people are going to want to come back to work, but the, but the fact that we're in phase two or something right now, where I mean, we're not even able to eat inside. So restaurants, you know, can only use limited space. And so how many people can you have come back? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we're running at, uh, I think we're running the hotel with 50 people right now. And last night was the first time we actually did a plated service for, um, for a party of eight. Oh, um, interesting. It was, it was wedding related. And I don't know if we had done the wedding very small, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you can do anything over 10 people. Um, but they came in for dinner and we had linen on the table and actually did, it was four courses uh, where things were on a plate. And it was the first time that I had done that since we shut down. Mm-hmm. And it, it was sort of eye-opening because when we first came back to the hotel and saw what we were doing as far as bringing things in bento boxes or to-go boxes, you know, people take the number and go sit somewhere. Mm-hmm. We th- there was some nights where we thought, you know, we could really, you know, we've got enough people here. We, we could do table side service. And last night was an eye opener because just clearing the table yes. took two of us probably, you know, 10 minutes to get all of the, you know, you're getting all the little things off the table at the end and, and, and to deliver the food because you're, it's eight people. But, you needed, but, you needed three people to deliver the food so that it all yeah. showed up at the same time. So I was, I was last night but after the that. The thing I, is though, honestly, you, you know, you can't have the same people bringing the food that is clearing the table. 
that has to be two separate staffs. Uh, I mean, that, I and know. That's, yeah, and that's just it's, not possible. It's, it's crazy, but I mean, we have delineated duties that if you are running the food, you are not touching any forks, oh. any spoons, anybody's germs, anybody's napkins, because that's where the potential transmission is. And that's interesting. I didn't even think about that. I, we do swap out gloves. So if you clear yeah. a table, those gloves are toast. They right. go in the garbage and you put on new gloves. Right. Um, wow. It's, it's like we're in a new world, you know? Yeah. Huh. So, um, well, so the food truck made things real easy. I mean, pe yes. people walked up to the bar, could order a drink, and then they ordered their food from there. We rang it up. Mm -hmm. The tickets, the tickets actually popped out in the uh, food truck. And then Jared, our, our chef, had a, uh, what do you call it, intercom or something. I don't know what he had, but he would say, party, uh, Lindstrom, your food is ready. And then That's they would, what we would do walk up. The food truck. Yeah, and they would just walk up and then yeah. pick up their food and they give them napkins and silverware and all the stuff. And then they just go sit down and, and eat their food. So that was... That I think is going to be successful. It's just on Friday nights um, from five to ten, and it was it was busy both uh, both nights. And then the people that wanted something different, they they wanted a you know not food truck food, which you you've seen the menu. It's, it's it doesn't not like, look like food truck food. Yeah, no, all. it's it's great, and they can get a cheese yeah. plate and do the complimentary wine tasting is four thirty yeah. to five thirty, so they can get a cheese plate and do that. But if you want something like steak frites or the fish of the day, something that's traditionally you know stands, more cooked yeah. inside then then they can come out to the to the water tower bar and do that mm -hmm. so we're just we're just you know we're just bending i my favorite saying now is i am a reed in the wind i am a reed in the wind i'm just <laughs> you know you just sort of bend whichever way the wind's going and and try and you know you're trying to please people um you're trying to make money obviously mm -hmm. so you know however those two things can come together with right. with um with keeping as low overhead as possible. Um, so it just means everyone's doing everything. I mean, you, the front desk people are delivering, you know, bottles of wine to rooms. And like I said, last night, I'm taking some more kits to people and, um, yeah, Right, you know, it's crazy. I mean, my line, to, my thing to John is what I always say, like, okay, time to make the donuts <laughs> because I feel like here we go, another 12, 14 hour day. Um, what are we going to have next? I mean, last week, every day, we had one day that we had really, really good news, which I'll share with you at another time, not to keep everybody so suspenseful. Are you having but, a baby? Are you having a baby? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but we had really, really good news. And it was like, oh, my God, this is like the first good news we've had in so long. And then the rest of the day turned to shit. <laughs> and it was just like one thing after another, after another. I mean, yeah. things are breaking, uh, air conditioner in Glen Ellen, you know, we don't, it's not open, but we have two air conditioners. Now we have one, um, you know, just the most craziest things, you know, people, a line cook who gave notice, um, no, gave, gave us an hour notice. That was about all we got. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I got to yeah. hear this because normally, okay, you either give two weeks or you, or you bail. Well, There's no such thing as an hour's actually, notice. Um, yeah, I think, um, he said, let me just finish this, these last couple tickets and then I'm, <laughs> I'm, then I'm out of here. Yeah, exactly. 
and um and then i think the um yeah he he was like my brother offered me a job and a place to live up in ukiah or somewhere and um i i took it and he said i have to go now so he's like i need to give you my notice and i'm like okay um and then yeah, there were other things like then they we get a notice that was shoved in the door that basically said um, it said um, shoot, what did it say? Shoved in the door that said we are going to construct your we have to do construction on your sidewalk today. Right. On Monday. It's yeah. like, are you kidding me? Like, you know, it's Sandra, not that's that's the girl in the fig, though. Those are some of my favorite days where. I remember getting an exact call like that. We're doing construction out in front of the restaurant. And then Leo sets the kitchen on fire and the sprinklers go off. Right. And then you have someone calls in sick and says, I'm not going to make it today. And, and, and all I say is, chef, what's the soup today? Right. Because what else right. can you do? That's, no, that's, I mean, that's and I don't, I don't feel like a reed. I feel like more like a tree trunk, even though my trunk is getting a little bit smaller as I keep concentrating on my intake and things like that. But um, it's definitely, yeah. It, I mean, and honestly, I think restaurant people are really cut out for this work better than most other people. I, I, mean, I totally is, agree with yeah. you. I yeah, mean, we're used to multitasking, on, and, and that's what we're having to do. And we're having to, when when they say switch gears on us, you know, and you change, just do it. change yeah. the protocols, we're like, okay, great. Yeah. How have the guests been? Have they been really kind? They're, they're so happy to be hanging out at the pool and hanging out in the front and going out to – people are just happy to be out. So, yeah, the, the guests have been great. Are Very, you sanitizing the pool? We sanitize it in the morning and at night. So when everyone leaves, it all gets sanitized. And then again in the morning, before we open, it all gets sanitized. Do, do people have to only stay in like one little spot in the pool? So you, you greet them, make sure that they're staying at the hotel, um, find out what room they're in. So you, you sort of have to, you know, mark the fact that they were at the pool. We're trying to, you know, keep track of everyone. Mm -hmm. And then if they haven't been there, you say, okay, um, when you find your spot, then we at, then you can take off your mask if you're with people that you know. We ask that if you go up to the bar to get food or drinks or to use the restroom, that you put your mask on. And anytime you're having an interaction with another guest that you don't know or a colleague, staff, then, yeah. then we ask that you put your mask on. And But that's the weird part is when you're bringing food sometimes is that you're getting closer than six feet and they're all sitting there without their mask on because they're just amongst themselves. And so then, you know, some people sort of scramble to put their mask on. Some people don't even notice that you're there. Um, but right. so do you I mean, get nervous? Yeah, I'm. And, and just like everything else, some days I'm, I'm nervous and some day, you know, once you're in the flow of it and you're at work, it's when you're not at work and you're thinking about what you had just done, then mm -hmm. you kind of take a step back and go, God, this is, you know, I was just around 60 people, some with masks on, some with masks off. I have gloves on. I'm washing my hands. I'm doing all these things. But, 
you know, there's always that possibility. So, yeah. But, but then I think, you know, I go to Oliver's market. These guys never stopped. Right. They've been, they've been doing, there's people that they didn't right. have a break and then had to go back and went, Oh my God, this is weird. There's people where they just went straight through this whole thing. Yeah. So, you know, another thing that I think about that I'm like, really like we're in the midst of, and I'm concerned with is that as the, the cases increase in Sonoma County, we are bound to start knowing people that get COVID or um, I, now I know, I think four or five people that have or had COVID. And, you know, our community is such where we all share employees, um, people live together and, um, you know, if things are supposed to be really confidential, you're not supposed to be talking about it. And the rules are, there but they're not there i mean it's like supposedly you um are not supposed to you know you're supposed to wait until you hear from the health department for them to tell you that you have so and so has been infected you know these are the steps that you're supposed to do and earlier early on that's what we had and that's what we dealt with and we got everybody tested. It was a time where they were only testing um, symptomatic people. And so I called someone that I knew at the hospital. I'm like, you got to help me out. You got to get people in, you know, and now it's very different. Tests are far and few between. Now people are charging for tests. You know, if you're a restaurant, you can't wait eight days to find out if someone is positive or negative, you know, and are you supposed to shut down your business every single time? There are huge, huge issues in all of this. And no, no one, it's just that no one wants to have this conversation. The the conversation is the the economy needs to be open. A certain amount of people are going to be infected. A certain amount of people are going to get really sick and a certain amount of people are going to die. And there's that balance. And no one wants to say that's the price of having the economy open. No one wants to say that because that means people are dying. Yeah. And it's horrible. And, but I think the the bell has been rung. If we would have um, just completely locked down for six weeks at the beginning, everyone wear masks, everyone um, shelter in place. But now it's just with the off and on and out and all the different States having the, you know, governors or mayors that all are on a different page yeah and it just becomes a shit show and so at this point there's nothing you you can do do you think you have to do it for six weeks could you do it for two weeks Mm, i've heard i think i've heard a month i've heard four weeks is like what what it would take but and then you can't compare to other countries because you've got other countries are smaller or they have the government is very different in the way that you know, mm-hmm. China, for example, or, or Sweden or Germany. I mean, Germany is, did an incredible job, but I don't think we're that organized. Um, and there's just so many people with so many different opinions. You know, there's still yeah. people to this day that claim this is a huge hoax and refuse to wear their masks. And, yeah. um, and you know, the thing is, is, you know, whether people think that or not, that's okay. I mean, people are certainly entitled to their own opinion, but the reality of wearing a mask is the potential to 
protect somebody else, to be kind to somebody else, to be considerate. And I would think that in our lifetimes, whether we believe something is true or not, we should still have the common decency to be considerate around other people. Yeah. And that's, that's a huge issue. Well, and the other, the other big part of it too is, you know, we had all these protests and you can call them protests, some were riots, um, mm-hmm. uh, but you had a lot of young people out in tight, you know, tight quarters with everyone else. It could be thousands and thousands. You were going to say tight jeans. Or in tight, tight jeans. Tight um, some, of, some of them were in skinny <laughs> jeans. <laughs> but you know, how do, how do you tell people that's like, that's like, you know, freedom of speech, freedom to, right. uh, to protest. And so did that contribute to this huge spike that we've had? Probably. Um, but can you, you know, tell well, people not to protest? I mean, no, no, yeah. not really. We just had like the perfect, I mean, it was like the perfect storm of yeah. it shit. Went Memorial Day. Then Memorial Day, then July 4th, George Floyd, Floyd and Floyd. and having Donald Trump in office. I mean, the, the yeah. combination of all those things just made for and the and the WHO, um, you know, not really telling us the truth about what was happening in China or about, you know, the CDC talking to us about not wearing masks because they wanted to save them for first responders or important personnel. I mean, all of these things, like when you add it all up, but it's all, it's all Monday morning quarterbacking. You can look back and see, you know, we should have done that, should have done that. Well, what are we going to do right now? And I don't even know. I don't know where Gavin Newsom's at right now, as far as what we're looking at. I don't know what Sonoma County numbers are like. I don't, I don't know how soon we're planning to open back up for outside dining. Um, Every, you know, every day it's just sort of a, Okay, what's mm-hmm. what's going on now? Well, we know for sure we are not going to open for outside dining anytime at all this year. That is for sure. So, so and who? Thinking, that's your decision. You that's just don't, our internal decision. It doesn't yeah. make sense to open the girl and the fig um, in the capacity that we could have based on six foot distancing or the money that it would cost to bring in all the plexiglass and all the additional staff to clean all the plexiglass. I'm not doing that. And so I think we're going to just shut it down. We'll do to go. Um, but, you know, we're not going to have the patio. We're not going to have the sidewalk. We're, yeah, because weather, I mean, yeah, at some point gonna, we're going to hit weather where we can't yeah. do outside dining. So at that point, exactly. you're we're, just... We're going to be just takeout. So I mean, you're gonna, thing, we canceled our patio, I mean, the tent, because it would be like a petri dish. You know, right. who's going to want to sit in that in a humid, you know, environment? And so, you know, can we survive this winter doing to go out of the cafe and the girl in the fig? I don't know, you know, but I think um, we're going to have to shut it down again and lay a lot of people off again and... You know, at the time I say, I'm saying this, it's like, you know, I hope there's something else that's going to come out for, um, you know, unemployment or stimulus or whatever. And, and the same, we're hearing that there may be another round of PPP, which we're going to need, you know. I mean, yeah. how do you get through? I mean, our rent is still over 25000 a month. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, I'm Yeah, I'm trying to imagine how you're going to make it through the end of the year with just doing with just doing curbside pickup and and the and the bigger thing for me is where are all these people going to go for jobs if if they're not getting 
unemployment or even if they right. are it's it's right. it's not going to be the same and so yeah. unemployment's going to be at uh, you know 20 30% i mean it's, yeah. restaurant workers if you don't realize it restaurant workers are a huge, huge workforce yeah. it's huge yeah. and but, so if I we mean, have nowhere we to go yeah but i mean you can't survive on like even the fig cafe i mean that's a very small dining room and if yeah. you have to be six feet apart, I can see six tables maximum. Yeah. Y you, can't, you can't make it on six tables in a restaurant. No. And um, I don't think, frankly, the girl in the fig would be that much more. I mean, it's those little rooms. They're really funky. You can't have your bar open. Yeah. No, it doesn't, it, it doesn't make sense when you run the numbers of how many employees you have to have there to actually serve those six tables. Right. Yeah, it just you know, and sense. then I mean, shutting things down where you're not buying food, you're not buying wine, you're not paying for major utilities, you're not paying for labor. You know, that's the only way. And our our best case scenario is we'll still probably lose fifty grand a month, maybe more, maybe seventy. I don't know. You know, I mean, maybe I'll mortgage my house. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so at that point, at that point though, what's in it for you? I don't know. I don't know what's in it for me right now. Other than that, I, you know, I spent the last 23 years building this business yeah. that is, you know, trying to find the, the separation between me and my business as a person and as a per business, like trying to figure out where that gap is in between those two people. Um, that's a psychological situation about it. And then, um, you know, just to see something that I was so proud of that we just, you know, thousands of people contributed to making that restaurant such a success yeah. and, you know, took care of so many people's families. It's, it's devastating. And, uh, you know, I heard Danny Meyer talk about this exact thing with, oh, I think, on with, CBS Sunday morning. It was uh, no, I heard him on the radio yeah. and he was talking about Tavern on the Green, I think, is, and he said, you know, no, Gramercy Tavern. It's Gramercy Tavern. He said, I'd, I'd love to have that place open. I know people want to come. He said, but there's there's two people. There's there's me wanting to do something for the city to, to right. bring this sense of um, uh, positivity and community back. And he said, but then there's the businessman where I have to run the numbers and say, right. it doesn't make sense for me to open this as a business. And how, can I, how, how responsible is that for my investors? What am I right. supposed to tell them we're providing a community service? Yeah. And in essence, that's what you're going to end up doing is either either you're running a business or you're providing a community service. And if you want to do that, right. more power and, to you. Yeah. And another example, actually, of that is that fire season is coming. There are some organizations starting to get prepared and kind of trying to line up, you know, food and where is this stuff going to come? I mean, if you remember in 17, we did what we had to do. We didn't get a dime for what we did. I didn't, I didn't care. It was, it was our pleasure to do what we did as hard yeah. as it was. Yeah. This time around, I don't know where who's, we're going to be. Who's going to have the bandwidth or the resources? Yeah. I, I mean, our whole staff might be laid off by that time. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I really don't know. And I'm not going to be able to afford it. I'm not going right. to be able to fund that need. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, sure. it's just such a, in three years, how things can, you know, change so completely. 
Okay, so let's turn it on its head. Okay. Um, let's talk vaccine. So okay. you've got all these, I think there's trials going on currently. Yeah, I'm totally um, buying stock in all these vaccines. Okay, well, <laughs> that's <laughs> Actually, like a horse race. Me, I mean, let me see how we're doing because I got to find a way to be able to pay for things. And right. I'm hoping I'm like putting it in the stock market, which I don't think is the smartest thing. Oh, yes, making some money today. Okay. Um, which is a positive thing. Um, seriously, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten different vaccine stocks. Wow. Um, okay, so uh, Aries trying to log on. Okay, so that's going to be on a dip. So we're going to have to get off here. So we're going to get off. And then, um, okay, well, this was really fun. We'll continue our conversation. And um, we'll talk to everybody next week. Well, wow. That that conversation ending with that little. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's great. So, so, yeah, hopefully, you know, vaccine coming. Because it'll do two things. It'll get all of us better and it'll make you rich. And so. Okay, but I want to tell you one thing. It's yeah. not going to be that easy because they yeah. are going to pick and choose who gets the vaccine. You know, Ooh. the very, very wealthy, wealthy, wealthy people are going to have no problem. Yeah. Um, hopefully, the government is smart enough to take care of the people that are at most risk. Right. And I think that leaves us in the middle. And so we'll be at the last of the line. Okay. Sorry, not to burst your bubble. All right, but, but you'll maybe, but, but, but maybe I'll be rich. <laughs> but you'll still be that. rich. <laughs> so then maybe you'll get to move up in line. <laughs> I just don't care about that that much. I just I just need it. It's like a tool to do something else. I know. All right. All right, guys. We'll look forward to talking to you next week. Thanks for listening. This has been the Mike Goes On. Bye.